It's another day in your life. I know this because I'm with you for every detailed nuance you choose to acknowledge or ignore. I'm not really anyone that special or important. I'm a bit boring myself, and that being said, we'll focus on you for the duration of this podcast. If you ever wondered what happens after you die, why you can't let go of your first love, why you're always choosing people who hurt you or maybe fearful you'll miss the best part of your life among the details of routine, well, that's where I come in. See, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life because you're already living it. I'm here to narrate the details of what you're doing so when you wake up or when you fall asleep, you'll know the day you lived, well, it matters. Welcome to Narratives. It's not the worst thing you've ever imagined because you never really had time to imagine it. Sure, the days get long at work and you had a few flings back in high school, but really, those days never count, do they? You walk aimlessly down Union Square and past 15th. All these people seem to be less daunting now. The sky just beyond the trees in Union Square are more radiant than before. And you don't mind the noise, even though you're listening to your earbuds. The only thought on your mind is she and all the details that make her up. This is possibly the first time you've felt so much conviction for something in your life. School never really mattered until now. Work never really mattered until now. Following your dreams never really mattered until now. Suddenly you find yourself motivated to pull your grades up, show up for class, maybe finish your degree if your financial aid covers what you need. That degree, it could help secure your place with one of the music academies you work at right now. After full-time employment, you could build a solid financial base so you can take care of it properly. You dodge a bike messenger and instead of cursing, just laugh at the way he looks so frenzied. Your mind returns to her, your love. She doesn't need to be scraping and saving to pay her student loans like she is now. Nope, now she has you. In the past, that might have frightened you, intimidated you. But now, you're empowered to accept that kind of responsibility. Anything for her. You're ready to get your life in order because she's given you something to live for. Good things are rare in your life, at least from your perspective, and life is about celebrating those good things. And Victoria, she's the best thing that's ever happened to you. A quick flash of red hair whipping around her face this morning in your small apartment makes you smile with that tender expression in your eyes that she loves so much. You see the leggy blonde flash you a grin as you smile, but you let it pass without the slightest thought of a skirt. What blonde, you think to yourself. Red is my favorite color. It was over the burnt eggs you made that morning you realized how madly in love you are with her. Victoria came in wearing her Starbucks shirt, apron in hand, and she had that adorable late-for-work look to her. She walked up to the table you found at that resale shop off East 19th, leaned in and said, Okay, there's no way I'm letting you give up on yourself. You're too fucking smart to quit school, and you are too fucking brilliant to quit making music. I picked up a few shifts this week and next, so... We'll be all paid up. I promise. And it was then, at that moment, you realized she believed in you. Not just because you were starting to land gigs outside of the Spaniard off West 14th, but because she was willing to put in the work to see you realize your own potential. She left you speechless, 
kissed your cheek and darted off to work. The door locked before you could bring yourself out of the trance she put you in to tell her thank you. The day came and went, and in between students that browsed the showroom floor for their first instrument, you debated with yourself if you were good enough for her. This woman, this brilliant, amazing young woman who hates her job decided you were worth the stress and strain to keep life together. No one has ever done anything like that for you before, and now you had to decide if you were going to shrink away from that kind of dedication or become the man she knows you can be. You looked up outside the glass door front window and saw an older couple shuffling past the shop. It clicked in your mind and your heart. You couldn't imagine life without Victoria on your arm when you're that old. It was the purest feeling you ever experienced thus far. And then you knew she's the one. You decide that even if she doesn't have you in her future, as long as it's her future the way she wants, then you'll support her. Because as long as she's in your life, you want to see her flourish and thrive and laugh and free. There's no way you'd ever tie that woman down. And it's because of that decision, you're walking with an extra sense of determination. You have to get home. You have to study, then practice for the next gig and clean the apartment and make sure dinner's ready for her when she gets home and then start saving for a ring. You nod as you see the familiar limestone of the Freehand Hotel. A few tourists don't know which way to go as you approach and instead of sidestepping angrily, you just smile and let them decide where to move. They both walk left and you politely slide right. You must be in love, you think to yourself. And it's true. And it's magnificent. And you look up at the sky peeking through the overcast clouds above you past the top of the Chrysler building in the distance and feel that feeling again. The same kind of feeling you had this morning. Your heart is full and you want to break into a run, not for any particular reason, just save for the fact that you're happier than you've ever been. Because you're in love. You make your way to Grand Central Station. It's a bit of a walk, two and a half miles out of the way, but all things considered, you don't mind. Victoria works there. You can't help it. You have to see her. Time slows and flashes past you as you make out the familiar bee of Biltmore along the wall where she works in the cafe, sequestered along the opposite side of the corridor. The din of passengers rushing past you, murmuring to one another and generally doing their best to get through the day without any complications, masks you from her. You watch, standing still in a sea of transient people as she pours one latte after another. Her red hair pulled back in a ponytail through the back of her black hat and her green apron is covered in dried milk and coffee stains. She looks beautiful. You daydream and imagine walking in with all the money she'll need. You'd walk behind the counter, past her stressed out and frenzied boss, and she would look up surprised to see you and ask why you were behind the counter. And you'd kiss her and tell her, you don't need to work here or anywhere ever again and take her apron off and hang it up on the chair by the hallway exit. And that would be that. You see her seeing you, and you both smile instantly. For a moment, you see her as a young woman she is, barely having emerged from her teen years and now exploring the early 20s with a slight trepidation young adults fight off till they're 30. For a moment, you see a flash of the woman who will hold your hand when you buy your first house together, and the mother of your future children, 
For a moment, she's the only person on the planet with you. You blink and she walks up to you with a grin and asks why you aren't at home. You say something sweet but don't hear yourself entirely because you're so taken by her eyes. You say, I love you and I'm so in love with you and I want to marry you one day and I want us to share a life and live our dreams and I love you, Victoria. She melts and eyes you. She asks if you're okay and you say, I'm so in love with you. And the middle-aged couple at the counter smirk at the budding romance. And the elderly couple sitting on the small bench with the lions outside of the eastern wall lean towards one another in appreciation of the two of you and for each other. She kisses you with a scent of burnt espresso beans in her hair and you love every detail of her taste. You kiss her one more time and tell her you'll see her back home. You just had to tell her how much you loved her before you did anything else in life. She giggles and you grin, then blush slightly before attempting to return to your native New York or gruff disposition. No one in the cafe is buying it. Victoria and the Biltmore was written and performed by Gabriel N. Elizondo. Special thanks to Brianna Ripley as Victoria. Music and effects provided by Epidemic Sound. For a complete list of featured songs in this episode and additional content, please visit www.gabrielnelizondo.com or click the link in the show notes. Narratives with Gabriel N. Elizondo is a Crown and Coil production. All written content and performances are exclusive properties of Crown and Coil Productions. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review. It really does help. And thank you for being part of our story.